begin today the Gemara on Daf Nun Hey Amit Beis, two lines from the bottom of the Amit. Masiv Rami Bar So we're in the middle of an Indian here. The Gemara is discussing the din of the Mishnah that said that if a person becomes a Mitzayra during the days of his Nazirus, so it interrupts the count of his Nazirus. And then when he's done with the Tzaras, so then he resumes counting his uh, Nazirus. He doesn't have to start again from scratch, but he just resumes where he was holding. That was the din of the Mishnah. On that, Rav Chiste explained that really, while you're a Metzayda, you could continue counting those days for your Naziris. The only reason the Mishnah said that you have to interrupt your Naziris and then resume after you finish with your Tzaras is technically, because you need 30 days to have of your hair growth to be able to cut the hair at the conclusion of your Naziris. And when you conclude your Tzaras, you cut your hair. So if you don't have, after that, 30 days to cut your hair for the Naziris, so then you're going to have to count those 30 days. So if you had exactly 30 days left over, so you can't use the days of Yitzharas for the days of Yunaziris, because then it's going to come out, you're going to be left with less than 30 days of hair growth to cut your hair. But if you have a long Naziris, let's say it was 100 days, 200 days, however long it was, and the days of Yitzharas, when you're done with that, you still have 30 days left to count from Yunaziris, then there's no problem. You could include the days of your Tzaras as part of the days of your Naziris, because you anyways have 30 days left over to continue going. So you'll have enough, enough here to be able to cut at the conclusion of your Naziris. That was the Chiddush of Rav Chista. So the Gemara here is going to ask a few questions on Rav Chista and uh, prove that uh, we see that this is not so. So the Gemara Mos of Rami Bachama. Rami Bachama asked the Shaila from the following Mishnah that's later here in the Masech, the Nazir, Shahoyah, Tomei, what happens with a Nazir that became Tomei during his Naziris on the first day of his Naziris? He took upon himself Naziris 30 days, right? Minimum Naziris is 30 days. Then on the first day of his Naziris, he becomes Tomei, but it's a Suffolk Tomei. So it's not clear now what he's doing. Is he continuing his regular Naziris, Batara, or does he have to now take care of the fact that he became Tomei? And then besides this, there's another doubt of something that happened here. Umuchlet Besafik. He may be a Mitzayda. A Mitzayda Mukhlet is a Mitzayda that was confirmed to be a Mitzayda. He also may be a Mitzayda, but that's also a doubt. It's not clear if he's a Mitzayda or not. Okay, the Rishayim discussed. We'll see this later also on the Gemara. How exactly does this happen that this person becomes a Suffolk Mitzayda? Either he is or he isn't. So one of, one of the ways to explain it is that he, the Kayan determined that someone is a Mitzayda, but now became a Suffolk who that individual is. Was it him? Was it someone else? Or a situation where you have a Kayan that confirmed someone to be a Mitzayda, but now the Suffolk is about the Kayan himself. Only a Kayan, which is a Zachar, could confirm someone as a Mitzayda. What happens if that Kayan is a Suffolk, if he's a Zachar or a Nekeva? That's a Tumtum, an individual where you don't even know if he's able to confirm you as a Mitzayda. It's another situation where it could be a Suffolk. But the point over here is, so now this person finds himself in a situation where there's a Suffolk, if he's a Mitzayda or not, Suffolk, if he got Tommy or not, and this is all during the time when he's a Nazir. Okay, so now what, what really happens over here? Uh, one second. So what, what happens over here is, this is an individual that has to have Taglachas, so he has to cut his hair four times. Why four times? Because a Mitzayda that has to cut his hair, has to cut his hair twice. That's how it works with a Mitzayda. When a Mitzayda is finished with his Tzaras, he comes in from being outside the Machna. So right in the beginning, he comes in and he cuts his hair. And there's two birds that he brings as a carbon. That's the beginning. Then he has to count seven days. And then again on the eighth day, he has to cut his hair again. And then on the eighth day, he brings Karbanas again. 
So for just for the fact that he may be a Mitzayra, he has to cut his hair twice. Then, for the fact that he may be a Nazatome, a Nazatome, when he concludes the, when he also has to be Matai himself from that Tome, then he has to cut his hair and bring Karbonis for that. So for the Nazatome, he has to cut his hair. Mm-hmm. And then, for just being a Nazik, when you conclude your Nazirus, you also have to cut your hair at the conclusion of the Nazirus. So he has to cut his hair four times. Now, the problem is, since we don't know whether he's actually Tome or whether he's actually a Matzaira or not, he's not allowed to cut his hair during his days of a Nazirus. While you're a Nazir, there's an Isra to cut your hair. Mm-hmm. So what is this person going to do? How is he going to cut his hair for the Sveikas that he has? A Matzaira pushes off the Isra to cut your hair during your Nazirus. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you would actually Tameh, you have to cut your hair in order to <coughs> resu- restart, that is, your Nazirus. But if you're, if you're not Tameh, you're not a Matzaira, you're not allowed to cut your hair. So the only option this person has is he's going to have to keep the days of his Nazirus. He's going to have to keep 30 days and then, then cut his hair once for being a Mitzayda. Keep another full 30 days and then cut his hair again. Nizirus. Then, yeah, yeah, Nizirus. correct. He has, to keep, he, he has to keep full 30 days of his Nazirus in case he's actually a Nazir and he's not a Mitzayda and he's not Tomei and only then will he be allowed to cut his hair the first time. And then he's going to have to do the same. He has, going to, he has to count another 30 days and then cut his hair a second time. Like, but, but again, every time he's going to have to cut his hair, he's going to have to count 30 days in order to keep the time of his Nazirus so that he shouldn't maybe be doing an Isra of cutting his hair during his Nazirus. Okay, so therefore the Mishnah there spells out and says as follows. Hmm. So this individual could only come to eat after 60 days. Hmm. Now what's stopping this person of eating kachim is the fact that he may be a Mitzayda, hmm. which means that he could only conclude his Tzaras, cut his hair once and cut his hair a second time and then bring the Karbanas that he needs to for the Tzaras after 60 days. Yes, so when he cuts his hair the first time, it's actually a suffix. When he's cutting his hair, he may be cutting his hair because he was a Mitzayah. <coughs> he may be cutting his hair because he was Tommy. He may be cutting his hair because he's a Nazir, because he's concluding his Naziris. And the truth is, this person has a problem also with the Karbanas he has to bring, which is a separate discussion. We're not going to get into that now. Because every time you have to conclude your Tzaras or conclude your Naziris, so there's different Karbanas that are brought. It's not always the same Karbanas. So he's going to have to figure out exactly which karbanis he brings. Mm. But over here, once he's concluded with his nazirus, sorry, again, once he's concluded with his tzaras, he's able to go and eat kachim. Okay, so therefore he cuts his hair once, cuts his hair a second time. So those two times are going to be considered for the conclusion of his tzaras. As I mentioned, you have to cut your hair twice for that. And once he's done with that, he can eat kachim. And then, but in order for him to be completely done with his Nazirus, to be allowed now to go ahead and drink wine, or to become Tommy Temesim, that's only He's going to have to wait another 60 days. It's only after 120 days. All right, so what's the total of 120 days? So as I mentioned, this person has to cut his hair four times. And each time he has to cut his hair, he has to wait 30 days, because maybe he's still a Nazir, and he's not allowed to cut his hair within that period of 30 days. So he has to wait 30 days times four, which is 120 days. Mm-hmm. So after he cuts his hair the first two times for the tzaras, so now he has to cut his hair again. Maybe he was a Nazir Tommy. Then he has to wait another 30 days for the Nazir Tara, just for the regular Naziris. And that, uh, that comes to the total of 120 days, and only then will he be finished with his Naziris. Mm-hmm. That's what it says in the Mishnah. But the person that suffered, Suffolk Tzaras, we're talking about it. Muchlet, the Suffolk, that's the case we're talking about. This person is a Suffolk Mitzayda. 
No, 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 not a guy. I mentioned before two uh, options of how that could happen. Either because he's confused with another person. This person is a Suffolk Mitzayda, not the days that he's locked up because we don't know if he's another. A Suffolk, whether he was confirmed to be a Mitzayda or not. That's what we're talking about here. Now on this we learned in the that the exact same halacha that this Mishnah says will also apply in a case where a person accepts upon himself a longer Naziris. So here this Mishnah describes this when a person accepted upon himself the minimum Naziris of 30 days. So the Braisa says, but this is all true, that I'll have to wait 120 days by the minimum Naziris of 30 days. If he took upon himself to be a Nazir for a year. So now, exact same Allah the Mishnah said, but not every time he cuts his hair, he's going to have to wait a year. That's what the Braisa says. So now, he'll only be allowed to eat Kachim after two years. So he cuts his hair the first time, the second time. So we'll count that for the times that he was a Mitzayda. Possibly the hair that's being cut is for the two times that has to be cut for being a Mitzayda. Right? It's a self. It could be he's cutting his hair because he's concluding his Naziris. Could be it's being cut for the fact that he was a Mitzayda. But he has to wait a full year. Because it, it, within that year, he may be a regular Nazir and he's not allowed to cut his hair for Saras. We don't know that he's a Mitzayda. So he has to wait two years for that. Mm-hmm. And then, but he'll only have the full conclusion of his Naziris to be able to drink wine and become Tommy to Mason, only after four years. He's going to have to wait another two years to cut his hair twice again. Once for the fact that he might be a Tommy Nazir, and then again, wait another year for the fact that he's a, a regular Nazir that has to wait a year. Okay, so there, so we have over here this Braise that says that this halacha of the Mishnah applies not only by the minimum Naziris of 30 days, but it also applies when a person took upon himself a longer Naziris, a Naziris of a year. Now, here comes the question of what Avchista said. Again, what did Avchista say? That really, during the time that you're a Mitzayrah, you could count those days for your Naziris. The only reason it's said in our Mishnah that you can't is because of a technicality. If he does not have 30 days at the end to have enough uh, hair that grows to be able to cut the hair. But if so, if you're going to say like Rav Chista said, that those days of his tzaras will be counted for the days of his nazirus. If so, in this b'raise, where we're speaking about a person that took upon himself uh, the days of nazirus a full year, 365 days, it's a long nazirus. If so, to for this person, why should he have to wait four years? It should be enough for him to wait three years and then 30 days for his Naziris. Because over here, this, this individual could use the days of his Tzaras to be counted for the days of his Naziris. Right? So therefore, yet yeah, true, he's going to have to wait three years, one year in order to be able to cut the hair the first time for the Tzaras. He has to wait that full year because possibly he's not a Mitzayda. So he can't cut his hair in the middle of his Naziris. He has to wait a year for that. Then he has to wait a second year for the second time that he has to cut his hair for the Tzaras. Because he, he can't, otherwise he can't cut. And then he's going to have to yet wait yet another year for the time that he may have been a Nazir Tomei. But for, for this, that if, if all of this is not true, if he's not a Mitzayda and he's not a Nazir Tomei, but he was just a Nazir, so he already waited long enough. I could count the days of Tzaras for the days of his Nazirus. Elamai, the only thing is, he needs 30 days of the growth of the hair to be able to conclude his Naziris. Okay, so give him 30 days for that, and then he should be able to conclude his Naziris. Why does he have to wait another full year for him to be able to conclude his Naziris, of the, the regular Naziris of Tara? 
So three years and 30 days should be enough if I am including the days of the Tzeras to be counted towards his Nazirus. That's one question on of Chista. The Gemara asks another question. Ravashi asked from the following Vraise that spells out the source of this entire halacha regarding a Nazir that became a Mitzayda. So the Vraise says that is that only, I would think, only times when a person becomes Tome, that means he became Tome from a, a mace, that those days do not count for the days of Yunazidus. How do you know that days that a person was confirmed to be a Mitzayda, that they don't count for Yunazidus either? So the Braise says, It's logical to compare a Mitzayda to a person that became Tome to a mace. Why? You may tome if a person becomes tummy to a mace during his nazirus. What's that lacha megaleach? You're gonna have to cut your hair, or maybe carbon, and you have to bring a carbon for that, and then you start your nazirus all over again. When a person is a mitzayda, the same thing happens. Megaleach. When you conclude your tzeras, you also have to cut your hair. You actually cut your hair twice, or maybe carbon, and you bring carbonus for that as well. So I see that they're the same. So ma you made to just like the days that you're tome to a mace during your nazirus, it doesn't count for the days of your nazirus. So to the days that you're a mitzayda during your nazirus also are not part of the count. That's the comparison. The price continues and says, not necessarily could we compare them. Because be made to Masai, when I see that the days of your Tumid don't count towards your Naziris, there we know the title was much more stringent. Not only don't those days count, but it actually nullifies any previous days that you kept. You have to restart your entire Naziris. But if a person becomes a Mitzayda during his Naziris, it definitely does not nullify your previous days of Naziris. I think I'm going to learn this out from the passage that it says that you made Tumasai, that only, only the Tumah of a mace will nullify your previous days of Naziris. But being a Mitzayda during an, uh, your Naziris for sure doesn't do that. So we see that it's not astringent. So the Braise continues, it says, but nevertheless, I can still prove to you that the days of Tzaras do not count for Naziris. Amarta, you'll say, I have the following Kavachaymer. If you have a situation of a person that, that accepted upon himself, he begins his Nazirus while he's by a cave, while he's in a base aquatus. If you remember, we learned this earlier in the Masechta. A person accepts upon himself his Nazirus, and where is he? He's in a place of Tumah, he's in the base aquatus. So what happens then? The halacha is that he hear that he's growing now, that's, that will be part of his Nazirus, and he'll cut it at the conclusion of his Nazirus. Meaning it, it, it's, it counts part of the days of his Nazirus. I mean, the halacha there is, when he leaves the base Akvaris, he does have to count seven days to be metired himself, but the, the, it counts as part of his, the, the here that he has now counts as part of his Nazirus. He doesn't have to nullify his entire Nazirus. So if that's the din over there, when a person started his Nazirus by a kever, so those days that he was actually, that time period that he was actually in the base Akvaris, does not count to be part of his Nazirus, even though the regular halacha of Tome does not apply, that he's going to have to cut his hair and bring special karbonis for becoming Tome. That, so that halacha does not apply. But the actual time period that he was Tome does not apply, does not count to, towards his Nazirus. So you may chilutai the days that a person is a mitzayideh, she'en glachas. The hair on his head right now is not going to be used for the conclusion of his Nazirus. Because he has to cut that hair for the conclusion of his tzaras. And then he's going to have to cut his hair again for the conclusion of his nazirus. 
So it's not Oyla Teglachas Naziris. Lekol Shekei, most definitely, that the days of being a Metzayde should not count towards your Naziris. So that's, so therefore from this, we see this Kavachayim, teaches me that the days of Tzeras during Naziris does not count towards your Naziris. Braise continues and says, So we learned out of here regarding a Metzayde that was confirmed to be a Metzayde. Yimei Sifra Minayin, the days that a Metzayde counts when he's metired himself, what happens with this Metzayda? Metzayda comes in from the Machna, cuts his hair once and brings Karbonis, and then he has to count seven days. And then he has to cut his hair again and bring Karbonis again. So those days, you may Sifre, that he counts seven days. Do they count towards his Naziris or not? So the Brais again says, Vidinu, I could learn this out, it's logical to compare this to the days that he's confirmed as a Metzayda. Those days don't count? So the days that he counts when he's retired himself from his tzaras also won't count. Because ma'yimei chalutai, just like in the time period when he's confirmed to be a mitzayrah, what happens now? Ton teglachas, he has to cut his hair for that when he comes into the machna. Afyimei sifrai, the same is with a person that's counting. Those seven days that he counts, when he concludes those seven days, he has to cut his hair again. So we see that they're similar. And just like we learned out that the days that he's confirmed to be a Nazir, a Mitzayda rather, it does not count as part of his Naziris. The days that he's counting, the seven days that he counts when, until when he cuts his hair the second time, also don't count. Now the Braise continues, If so, maybe take this a step further. Maybe this, the same Allah should apply to the days of a, of a Mitzayda when he's not yet confirmed to be a Mitzayda. When he's locked up and he's, he's, he's sort of quarantined, and the Kayan has to then assess to see if he is a confirmed Metzayda or not, maybe those days when he's locked up should not count for his Naziris either. And the Braise says, And I would think that logically I should compare it to a full Metzayda. Why? Because Chalot, a person that's confirmed as a Metzayda, what's the Allah? He causes Tome to anything that he lies on or anything that he sits on. This person, when even when he's only locked up as a Mitzayda and it's not yet fully confirmed, the same Allah applies. He causes Tumah to whatever he lies on or sits on. So I see that the level of Tumah is the same. So if we learned that from a Kavachaymer, for the days that a person is confirmed as a Mitzayda, that those days do not count for his Nazirus, so to the days that a person is being locked up, I should also say that it doesn't count towards his Naziris. But on that the Braise says, it's not so. You have to say that this is not true. Why? Because when it comes to the days that a person is confirmed as a Mitzayirah, so maybe carbon, when he concludes his Tzaras, he has to cut his hair, he has to bring Korbanas for that. So therefore it doesn't count for the days of his Naziris. Whereas a person that's just locked up as a Mitzayda, and he was never confirmed to be a Mitzayda, so he does not have to cut his hair, he doesn't have to bring any, any carbon. So therefore, those days that he was only locked up will count towards his Naziris. So the Braise concludes, and this is the halacha that we had in our Mishnah before. From here we learn out, the days of a confirmed Mitzayda that he's counting when he's Mitzayda himself, or the days that he's, that he's Tomei, Gomrei, when he's completely confirmed in Tomei, and he's outside the Machna, those days will not be counted part of his Naziris. 
Avol, Yimei Azova Azova. The days of Tome for a person that has an omission that causes Tome, whether Azova or Azova, male or female. Or the days of a Mitzayda where he's locked up and he's not yet confirmed fully as a Mitzayda. They, those days, will count for his Nazirus. Okay, that's the conclusion of this Braisa. So here, this Braisa brings you the source of this entire concept that the days of a Mitzayda will not count for the days of Nazirus. Now, the question is, what is this Braisa talking about? Is this Braisa talking about a situation like Rav Chista said? What did Rav Chista say before? Rav Chista said that really you could count the days of Tzeras for your Nazirus. Elamai is just a technicality. You have to have 30 days at the conclusion of your Nazirus to cut your hair. So if you don't have that 30 days, you won't be able to count your days of Tzeras. You'll have to have those 30 days afterwards. Does that fit with what it said in the Braisa? So the Gemara now will show and prove that it does not fit with what it says in the Braisa. Why not? Katani Mies, the Braisa here says, Loit, the Braisa discusses in the beginning whether you could compare Tzeras during Nazirus to Tumas Meis during Nazirus. And the Braisa says, Loit, not necessarily could you compare it, Ima Marta Bime when it comes to Tumas Meis, Shekein Mevatl Ben That is something which is more stringent because it totally nullifies any days you kept of your Nazirus. Whereas when it comes to a Mitzayre during his Nazirus, that it doesn't nullify all the days that you kept before. And therefore the Braise is, is searching to try to figure out what's our source to say that the days of Tzaras will not count for the days of Nazirus. Says the Gemara Bemai. What is this Braise speaking about? If you can say like Rav Chista said, that really the days of Tzaras do count for Nazirus. The only reason it doesn't count is, is when there's a minimal days of Nazirus, and then technically it comes out that Iposhet doesn't have the 30 days that he needs to cut his hair. If so, why is the Braises struggling to figure out a source for this, that he's going to have to count separately now his days of Nazirus after the Tzaras? Hobin and Gidel Seyar. That, that, that's simple, that he's, gonna, he's not going to be able to include the days of his Tzaras for his Nazirus, because he just needs the days for the, for the hair growth afterwards. So the Braises shouldn't be struggling to figure this out. This is just on a technicality. This is a fact that he has to have that amount of time. So Elolav, the fact that the Braises is trying to figure out a source from this, what does this mean? We're talking about a person that has a long Nazirus. And really, as far as the growth of here, he has enough time for the growth of here after his Tzaras to be able to conclude his Nazirus. And still, the Bryce is trying to figure out whether the days of his Tzaras will be counted or not. Vikatani, and the Bryce tells you and brings you the source, that the days of your Tzaras do not count towards your Nazirus. So, Alme, from here I see, Loi Salkinle, the days of Tzaras never count towards your Nazirus. Not only when it's an issue, when it's a technicality, that you have the hair that has to be grown after the Nazirus. Shmamino, so this is a conclusive riot. Not like what Rav Chista said, that always, no matter what, the days of Tzaraz do not count towards Yunisiris. Okay, so the Mishnah now, we had before in this Pedic, it brought the two, two Mishnahis before. One said the situations where a person becomes Tomei and it stops his whole Naziris and he has to start his Naziris over again. Then the Mishnah gave you a list of different kinds of Tumas, where it may be a Suffolk or Tomei Medirabanon, and there, he will have to be metayed himself, but it doesn't nullify his entire nazirus, and he doesn't have to bring karbanas for that. So now, based on that, the Mishnah says, Omer Rabbi Yezah, said, Mishum Rabbi Shua, in the name of Rabbi Shua, Kol Tuma Minameis, Shenozim Begalei 
Anytime it's a level of Tumah to a mace, that the Nazir will have to cut his hair and bring Karbanis and Stardis and Zidus all over again, Chayav Nalel Bias Mikdash. That level of Tumas Mace, so the person, if this person walks into the base of Mikdash while he's Tomei, he will also be liable for being in the base of Mikdash with Tomei. You have Kodas for this, or you have to bring a carbon for this. So it has to be that level of Tomei, though, that the Nazar would have to cut his hair for it. The whole Tumim and Ameis, then the list of the different types of Tumas that were mentioned before in the Mishnah, She'ena Nazar Megalea Chaleo, that will not uh, obligate the Nazar to cut his hair and restart his Naziris again. He will not be obligated or will not be liable for this that he came into the base of Mikdash while he's Tomei. Amar Abmeyer argues and he says, no. Those lower levels of Tomei that we mentioned before that a Nazar does not have to cut his hair should not be any lighter or any less than a person that becomes Tomei from a Sheretz. You're not allowed to walk into the base of Mikdash not only for Tomei's mace, even if you become Tomei just from a creeping creature that causes Tomei also, the same Yisr applies. So we see that walking to the base of Mikdash is much more stringent than the Tumah of a Nazir. By Tumah of a Nazir, it has to be a proper Tumah of a Mace in order for him to stop his whole Naziris to start over again. Walking to the base of Mikdash, even just becoming Tommy to a Sharetz, is there's an Yisr. So therefore, even if he became Tommy to a lighter Tumah's Mace, he should also, he'll also be Chayyah for coming into the base of Mikdash. If he, if he comes Tommy to a lighter for, for uh, Nazirus? It so doesn't... He, does, uh, he, so he, he has to be matired himself. Oh, he has to be sure. He has to be matired himself. But he's not going to have to restart his entire Nazirus. That's what we learned before. Right. So that it, should be a right for him. That's what we're saying. I mean, you don't have to come on to... Shadetz. He's saying th- this itself, that he has to be matired himself. Yeah, true. And Hanami. The opinion of Rav Meir needs a clarification because... Basically, what we learned before was that the lower level of Tumas Meis is a kind of a Tumas that either it's only a Sopic Tumas or it's only a Tumah Medir Abbanan. Tumah Sheretz is, it's taket, not Tumah Smeis, but it's a definite Tumah. Yeah. But the Tumah Smeis we spoke about before was only a Suffolk Tumah, or Tumah Medir Abbanan. So, so why should he be chai for that if you walk into the base of Mikdash? What Rebbe Yezah is saying makes a lot of sense. Okay, so it needs a clarification. Okay, the Gemara does not actually discuss the, any content of what it says here in the mission to explain it, but the Gemara will only focus on one, one detail here, very interesting. Rebbe Yezah said this in the name of Rabbi Shua. So the Gemara asks, is it, is it true that he said it in the name of Rabbi Shua? Did Rabbi Yezah say this in the name of Rabbi Shua? We know that he said it in the name of a different Rabbi Shua, in the name of Rabbi Shua Bar Mamul. So the Rosh over here says, who's the other Rabbi Shua? The other Rabbi Shua is Rabbi Shua ben Hananya. So the Gemara is asking, did he say it in the name of Rabbi Shua ben Hananya? Or in the name of Rabbi Shua Bar Mamel. And it brings Abraisa to prove that he really said it in the name of Rabbi Shua Bar Mamel. The Tanya will learn Abraisa that Omer Abeliezer. Abeliezer said, When I went to this place, Ardaskia, Motsasias Rabbi Shua Ben Pesarish. I found Rabbi Shua. This is yet a third Rabbi Shua. Rabbi Shua, his father's name was Pesarish. Interesting name. So I found him, that he was sitting and teaching a halacha in front of Rav Meir. And which halacha was he teaching? This halacha that we just said here in the Mishnah. That called, anytime it's a level of Tomei that the Nazar has to cut his hair for it, he's also liable for coming into the base of Mikdash while it's Tomei. If it's a level of Tomei that the Nazar does not have to cut his hair for it, you're not liable for walking into the base of Mikdash with Tomei. 
Now, Amaloi, so Rab Meir responded, like we had the opinion of Rab Meir in our Mishnah. No, it's not true. Alte Zukala Misharetz. This lower level of Tumas Meis is not any lighter than the Tum of Sharetz, which is still high for walking into the base of Mikdash. Amar So I said to him, Rabbi Yezir says, I said to him, Kluma to Baki, Rabbi Shua Barmamel. Are you Baki? Are you proficient in what Rabbi Shua Barmamel taught? Amalihain. So he said, Yes. Kach Amali Rabbi Shua Barmamel, Mishom Rabbi Shua. This is what Rabbi Shua Barmamel taught in the name of Rabbi Shua. Kol Tuma Min Ames, Shahanazir Migalea Chalea. Anytime you have the Tumah of Ames that the Nazir cuts, it's here for this. Chayv Alam Mishum Bis Mikdash. Chayv for going into the base of Mikdash. Chol Tumah Min Ames. Ain't a Nazir Migalea Chalea. Ain't Chayv Alam Mishum Bis Mikdash. So what do you see over here? In this, this is the Brisa. It's not here. You see in the Brisa Havei. So you have here Mishum Rabbi Shua Barmamel Gomila. That the source of where this comes from is not from Rabbi Shua Ben Chananya, but it comes from Rabbi Shua Barmamel. So why in our mission does it say that Rabbi Yezah said this in the name of Rabbi Shua? So Amru, so now, based on this, the Gemara said, they answer, Shmami no, from here we see, Koshmaitase the Mis'amre Beveit Losa. Anytime you have a statement that Tanoim taught, and there were three Tanoim that, that this came from. In other words, it was the last Tana that heard it from one before, and he heard it from one before. Kadmayu Basroi Amrinan, the first one that said the statement. And the last one that said it are mentioned, Mitziai Loi Omrinan. But the one that's in the middle is not mentioned. So we hear when it says in our Mishnah, Rabbi Yezah said in the name of Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua was the one that originally said this halacha. The one in the middle, which was Rabbi Shua Bar Mamel, he was actually the one that Rabbi Yezah heard it from, but the one that's in the middle is not mentioned. Now, the Gemara brings another example for this. Amr Nachman Yitzchak, Af Anan, Nami Tanina. We find this also in a different Mishnah in Peyeh. There as well, it skips out the people that are in the middle. Said about the halacha that's about to be mentioned here. This is what I learned from Rabbi Yasha. That heard it from the fa- my father. That heard it from the Zugais, which are mentioned in Pirkei Yavis. The Zugais uh, refers to the Zugais there. There's different Zugais that are mentioned there. He heard it from those peers. And they received it from the Nevi'im. And that it's a halacha l'moshe misinai. So that's the, the way it traces it back from where it was heard. And which halacha is this? Bezireya, sheves, v'chardol, person that plants dill and mustard in one, in one uh, field. Bishnayim, eshloishim, mekaymis, in two or three different places in the field. Shenaisim peya, mekalechad v'echad. Even though it's in one field, but because it's different things, it's mustard and dill, so he has to give peya separately from each one of them. Okay, that actually the Rashi points out that the Gemara is, is combining here two different Mishnas of Peyeh. It's not clear why the Gemara is doing so, but, but the Gemara does it. The Gemara combines different Mishnas. But what does the Gemara point out here? The Ilu Yeshua, the Kalev, like a Chashiv. Yeshua, that heard the Halacha from Moshe, right? Moshe Rabbeinu, he sang Halacha Lameshe Misinai. Who is the first one that heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu? Yeshua. And then from Yeshua went together with Kalev as well. That's not mentioned. So Shmamina, from here we see that even though it's, it's tracing back different people that they, they said this halacha, but in between, Shu and Kalev are skipped out. So so to over here in our Mishnah, it's telling you Rabbi Yezer heard it from Rabbi Yeshua Bar Mamel. Uh, sorry, he heard it from Rabbi Yeshua, even though he never heard it from Rabbi Yeshua, he heard it from Rabbi Yeshua Bar Mamel. But it skips out the middle person.